0: Episode 14 of The Wealth Show with Equity Kings. Welcome to the world show with equity kings. My name is Tumisha Ramodisa and today I have a special guest on the show, Junior Nyabanga. So Junior man, welcome to the show. Man, I've wanted to have you on the show for weeks now. So I'm really delighted for you to be on the show. Um, could you just tell us a background where you, where you come from? What do you do? And what are you planning on doing in the future, man? All right. First
1: of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly, truly humbled. It's always an honor. I never take these opportunities lightly. So thank you so much for having me. Um, as for me, as you said, I'm Julian Um, I am a 20-year-old aspiring entrepreneur, right? Um, I'm actually studying right now. I'm on my second year uh, degree, BCom degree, specializing in marketing. So by profession, I am a marketer. Um, I, I would like to say that I'm a business head. I mean, I grew up a very business-associated family, specifically in the spaces of engineering and property development. So I've always, from a young age, been exposed to the whole business environment. I mean, I tried to put myself in other spaces of life, but I don't know, the universe has always found a way to put me back to what I think I was called for, right? So yeah, in terms of background, that's what that's what I am. I am a South African person who um, who really believes in Africa, right? I really, really believe in Africa and and, and its potential. So every time that I consider um, certain investments and which ways I can contribute, I always tell people that I I truly believe that every single person has been called to deliver some sort of value, right? Nobody was called or designed or created by God just to be a space of decoration. Everybody has a certain calling, right? So I just want to play my part. So when my time comes for me to leave, Can I leave saying that I did my part? Did I make my contribution? Did I live up my purpose? So I truly believe that um, I am called in the space of business um, to deliver value. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do. So like I said, by profession, I am a marketer. Right. I, I really love marketing. I believe in marketing. Not to other areas of business or other functions of business it's just that marketing is a space that i really 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 fell in love with because the of the way it allows innovation and creative thinking and just really breaking out chains right and i feel like marketing is a space that's always trying to change and um, go with the way the world is moving in terms of patterns so by profession is that but I, I do consider myself a, a, a general entrepreneur in terms of, I do look at other areas in terms of investments, right? And like I said, yes, investment, but I always find ways in which I myself as an entrepreneur can contribute and make this world, our continent as Africa, a better place. So that's where I'm heading. Every single plan that I have is to contribute to that, right? I'm also a content creator. I'm a podcaster, right? Um, I kind of started with that, but it's going well, and I've been um, getting some really good consider, um, I mean uh, reviews and stuff like that. So I really thank God for that, and I thank the people who are supporting me. But yeah, that's just a general brief of what I do. But I'm also a business analyst. Uh, by that, I mean um, I study other people's research, uh, business research um, to see. Uh, the, to keep updated with the recent trends that are happening in the business environment, specifically in Africa, I'm really, really passionate about the business environment in Africa and how we can move as a continent, as a people to create an economy that is beneficial for every single citizen of this continent. So that's the space I'm in. I believe in business, I believe in entrepreneurship and um, it's, it's, a space that I'm working really, really hard. You know, of course, there's certain things I can't really mention because there's still stuff that are under <laughs> yeah. the cover. But, um, but what I can say that is this good stuff that I'm working on that, um, should break through, uh, by God's grace, uh, very soon. So, yeah, that's just a little description of what.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you such a, you such a well-spoken person uh, to say the least. So, um regarding business right because you're a business person right so what are the qualities that one should have as an entrepreneur because this is something that I constantly talk about and people people say oh I want to be an entrepreneur I want to be an entrepreneur yes and it's easy to say that but you need those qualities or you need to develop those qualities so what do you think someone should have as an entrepreneur in terms of their personal qualities their personality and things like that what do you think
1: Um, that's a very good question. And you mentioned a very good point that everybody wants to title themselves um, as entrepreneurs, right? It's easy to call yourself that, but to actually be one is a whole different story, right? And um, you know, there's always been been this dispute on whether or not an entrepreneur is born or can be groomed and developed. Right. And the truth of the matter is, if I'm to answer that question with all true honesty, I don't know if an entrepreneur is born or can be grown. But it is very, very much true that certain traits, certain qualities uh, are necessary to pack a whole entrepreneur and we can mention some of the textbook answers like you know you have to be a good leader you have to be trustworthy you have respect dignity um you have to be hardworking. you have to take risks all of those things are true right but for me the number one thing that really stands out about an entrepreneur for me i always tell people that there is a difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur it's very important to understand that yeah right yeah. um um, the main difference for me is that a businessman usually opens up a business or an organization specifically or just because of the profits, right? And not to say there's anything wrong with profits, it's all fine. But the main difference between that and an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur usually builds a business with the idea or with the concept that kind of takes them out of the subject matter to why they're starting that business. So in, in simple terms, when they start a business, it's not about them. Right. So, um, Mr. Vusi once laid it out very nicely. He said, "Usually, you build a business for four different reasons. Right? You build a business for lifestyle, which is the one most common within us as African people. Most times, we build businesses for lifestyle. Right? So, you want to drive those cars, you want to live in that house, you want to dress mm-hmm. in a certain way. So." Right. So you build for lifestyle. Second stage, you can build for legacy. So you build something to live, to leave for your kids, to live for your kids' kids. Right. And then third stage, you can build a business to sell. Right. Which is okay. Usually that's more in the investment space. You build a business to sell it. And then the fourth level, you build a business for philosophy. So when we talk about building a business for philosophy, that is, is building a business that is Purely intended to try and change the world in a specific way, right? And for me personally, that's the stage in which I'm inspired. I'm inspired by people who build businesses with the intention to change the world, to contribute to the world. It comes back to what I said. We all have a certain value that we're supposed to dispose. So the philosophy people is what I am inspired by. So it comes down to intention. For me, the real entrepreneurs are the people at that level, philosophy. I mean, you think that, um, Jeff Bezos built Amazon Mm -hmm. thinking about not out argue, right? I 100% believe that when he built that business, that's why their, their motto as an organization is they're very customer obsessed. They put the customer first because they have this idea that they're trying to create a contribution, right? And for me, I've always had this understanding that when you build a philosophy, or when you make your intention to make people's lives better through your organization, the universe is designed in such a way that you will be paid back for what you do. Right? I always tell myself that I don't want to chase money, but rather be an attracting point for it. Right? Like yeah. tra- chase never works. Right? Yeah. I mean, if a you right now, do you stand still when a dog chases you? You run away. So the more you chase something, the more it it runs away from you, and the harder it is to acquire it. Right? So that comes down to service. For me, real entrepreneurs are the people in the service level, in the philosophy level, who build businesses for a contribution in the world with the intention to build something that's going to change the lives of people, right? And for me, like I said, the universe is designed in such a way that it ensures that you are paid back when you build and, reasons. and it's not to dispute the other stages i mean if you're building for profits there's nothing wrong if you're building for legacy for your kids nothing wrong if you're building to sell there's nothing wrong but for me personally i'm inspired by philosophy people who build to change World. So in value, terms of
0: building for value, yeah, because that value then transmits into money. Because you first have to think about the value you're providing for other people. Like Jeff Bezos, if you just thought about money, Amazon wouldn't be this far. Because he had to th- he had to think about how people can um, how people can actually benefit from this product that he's selling, this service that he's selling. And so, okay, he looks at all these things that are going on in the world and he looks for that value, how much value can he provide? And he knows that that value is going to yield a certain amount of profit in the future. So value is so important. Like you just mentioned, value is extremely important. 100%. I totally agree. I mean, and, and I feel for me, that's one of
1: the reasons why businessmen are never able to expand or grow their businesses. They'll stay in the same space for 20 years because they're businessmen. But when you're building for value, you're always forced to think innovatively because you always have to find new ways to provide that value to your customers. Right. Yeah. And that's why you're. And, right? Businessmen don't expand. They'll build a business that will remain the same for 20, 30 plus years, right? But entrepreneurs who build businesses for value, for philosophy, like you said, they're forced to expand, to create um, innovative solutions to provide uh, to their customers and to the public as a whole so for me it, the main highlight in terms of quality and traits on in an entrepreneur is intention why are you building that business what are you trying to do what's your end goal is it just for you or are you removing yourself from the subject matter to why you're building that business so I think
0: that's the best way I would say the most important thing for me as an entrepreneur need to have I am constantly listening to music every single day 24-7 and the one place that I trust the most is Apple Music. The benefits of using Apple Music is that you can listen to over 75 million songs ad-free with zero commercials plus get unlimited downloads to your library and listen anywhere without wi-fi or using data. There's no commitment and you can cancel anytime. time. They have a three-month special for free so you can listen to Apple Music for three full months for free. And then you can choose whether to pay or not. And it's extremely affordable. So click the link in the description to sign up and enjoy listening to quality music for free. So what are you waiting for? Yeah, that's that's an excellent explanation of that. Because like, I was also thinking about it, like with value, value is so important. And people who are profit chasers, let me just call them money chasers, chase the bag, right? I mean, that's the buzzword, chase the bag. So when you're always chasing the bag, that's all you're thinking about. You're thinking about the bag, but then you don't know that the bag comes from the value that you create, right? As an entrepreneur, we create goods and services, right? So that is what advances economies and advances society at large. It's the creation of goods and services. I like to think of goods and services as wealth. I don't think as money, I don't think of money as wealth because money is just a tool, right? That's all it is. It's just a tool. Wealth is what you create and the more wealthy you are, the more you create or the more value you create the wealthier you become right so that's how i think of it so going to my next question and you you had a perfect explanation of the whole thing about personalities and qualities in a business but the mo- the next question that i want to ask you is e-commerce right um, e-commerce online stores all these things that are going on right now in this world of technology where do you think that space is going the e-commerce world because quick story, right? This is just a quick story from, it's a personal story. In 2020, I was in my trick. I'm 19, by the way. So I was in my trick last year. And like, I started this business right on Shopify, right? I started this online store, this e-commerce store, because I saw this thing is booming, right? So I'm thinking nah, I can actually get into this, get into this boom. So, okay. I told myself, let me start this business, right? I was selling electronics, right? Like with drop shipping and all those things. So, and then a few months later, this thing failed. Like, yo, it failed dismally. Like I'm saying this like from the bottom of my heart, that that business failed. And I realized that when I when I reflect back on what happened, I realized that I was I was there for the money, right? Because I mean I'm in my trick. I'm saying, nah, next year I don't want to to varsity. Next year I want I just need money. You know, I want to have a business and I want to have an apartment and then I don't need to go to school or something like that. And then it ended up failing. And I kept asking myself, why, why, why is this failing? Like, maybe it's the marketing or maybe, okay, this is something that you are good at marketing. But I'm thinking to myself that something is wrong here. It can't be about um, I wasn't maybe I wasn't selling my products properly. Maybe it was about the value and, and those kind of stuff. So my business failed. I mean, it's life, we get over it. Yeah, life goes on. So with, with e-commerce, where do you think where do you think that, that that kind of space is going? Do you think it's going all the way to the moon? Do you think there'll be more adopt adoption in e-commerce? What is your take on it? Um, a very good question and a very good space in the business
1: world. I, I totally agree that business, I mean, e-commerce is, is definitely going to the moon. Um, I actually think it's just going to get better and better and better. Um, I mean, let's say COVID-19, right? COVID-19 was just the perfect um, thing to actually expose the online space in terms of business. Almost every business um, has to have an online presence to succeed in today's business world, right? Um, all businesses were forced to um present themselves in the online space. I mean, a yeah. lot of businesses that are providing their products there because they had no choice. I mean, we were all on lock- lockdown and stuff like that. So by force, they had to, go to, to to put themselves in that space, but ended up actually understanding that this is actually a perfect space for us, right? I once heard that um, Standard Bank, for instance, their building that, um, they, that they were using, they found out that that building was not actually necessary, right? Um, in terms of workspace, because a large percent of their people were using, uh, were still working offline, right? What I mean, that yeah, are um, working from home, not necessarily in the building that they needed, right? So that just shows you that an online space is really going to dominate. And we see this in everywhere. It's not just business, education. Like, I mean, most of my studies of 2020 were online, right? So it's definitely, definitely, definitely going to just go higher and higher and higher. And I mean, for me, one of the things about e-commerce, e-commerce has really, really elim- eliminated all excuses. Like because yeah. of e-commerce, you no excuse to start a business. Anybody can start a business because of what online has allowed, right? A lot of people would say, okay, I don't have a physical building to start. I don't have a marketplace, right? No, So excuse. where do I start? But e-commerce has really, really eliminated that because you, anybody can literally go, like you said, use 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 Shopify to start a business. Anybody can do that, right? So e-commerce probably twenty years from now, it's probably going to even dominate more than physical businesses. I rate right because everything is moving digitally, technology, almost everything, right? Wow. So I think it's important to um to acquire online uh, skills for yourself because in that way you're preparing yourself for what's coming in the future right as a marketer myself i also uh, specialize in digital marketing right um how many people are using social media almost everybody right so um that's and the thing the thing about understanding social media is that as a business person you don't see social media as uh as a social networking platform you see it as a marketplace right that lead that's that connects to e-commerce right because you're able to promote your products there you understand so nobody has an excuse everybody just wants to find an escape zone but definitely e-commerce is going to dominate and i mean this there's so many master classes like i think two months ago i attended a master class on e-commerce and social media and it it was just as very same language that e-commerce is not going to die anytime soon in fact maybe live forever because everything is just going digital so if you're going into business if you're um, choosing to take on the entrepreneurial path then acquire e-commerce skills right because even if you're not selling your product in that space but you're still going to need the necessary knowledge and skills to effectively promote yourself in that space because everybody's online everything is 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 online i mean let's take Amazon is one of the biggest organizations in the country. I mean, in the world, sorry. And they started off only on the online space and they just continue to have sales. I saw that Shopify had um, a 280% increase in sales in 2020, right? Only in the online space. That is just crazy. So, so if yeah. you're wanting to go into the space of business, um, e-commerce, like I said, has eliminated all excuses. You can literally start this today. Right. So e-commerce is the future. And I, I find it of high importance that you understand it and acquire skills for yourself.
0: Yeah, e-commerce is the future. I mean, you can scale in that kind of business. You you can really scale. I mean, you you made an example of Shopify. Shopify is scaling each and every single day. And what's even fascinating about Shopify is that it's not like it's selling specific goods and services. No, it's connecting buyers and sellers, right? So it's just like the middleman. So it has a very weird business model, but it's actually very profitable. And it it, kind of makes sense when you think about it because they are the middleman let's say you want to start a business or someone like me i want to start a business and shopify says okay we'll host your business for you online we are the hosting service and then they connect you to people who want to buy like customers and stuff like that so e-commerce is is a very creative kind of space it's it's really creative i'm not sure if you're willing to get into e-commerce some sometime are you are you planning on doing something like that in the future? Like I
1: said, I I just feel like e-commerce is going to be as normal as breathing in the business yeah. environment. So I feel like indirectly, all of us in the world will be exposed or in the space of e-commerce in some degree. So uh, even if I didn't want to, I guess I will be involved in it um, regardless, right? So I might as well just start, like I said, equipping myself for that space, mm. right? And uh, like I said, um, 'm I'm, I'm, I'm in the marketing space right um in fact um, um next year i'll be launching uh, a marketing agency which is purely going to be in the space in the digital world right wow. so i don't a building to do that it's some it's a service that I can provide in the online space right so indirectly that's e commerce you know so we all there we all there you know what i mean and it's not just when yeah. um you're a content creator yourself. You're providing your content online that makes you in e commerce, right? So we're all there, even though you're not aware of it. But e commerce, like I said, um, is going
0: to be as normal as breathing in, in the future. Nah, true, true. I, I agree. You couldn't have said it better. Yeah, man. So I just want to move on. And this might be a dramatic um, turning point, but I want to talk about agriculture. The reason why I want to talk about agriculture is because. I saw the, the the first time I saw you on, on IG, I think I was I was just scrolling through my feed, right? And then I think there's this explore page on IG. So yeah. I'm going through my explore page. I'm going through my explore page, just looking at videos and, and pictures. And then suddenly I just see this boy, Junior <laughs> Nyaban, okay, this boy is talking about agriculture. And I'm like, hmm? this boy saying some interesting stuff. That was actually, I think it was part two. You have like, you, you put those videos in parts, right? Part one, two, three, four. So, I was watching part two and then I was like, now this is actually something interesting. So I did my own research, did my own research then. And I realized, no, I have to get this guy on the show to, to explain what's going on with the agricultural space, especially in Africa, because um, you pointed out in your video that Africa is importing more than it's exporting in agriculture, so that's a problem because Africa doesn't isn't um, isn't developing in the agricultural space. And you have a solution to that, or you have solutions. Could you just run those solutions through with us?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. like like I'm, I'm sure you heard in one of the videos, I, I did say that Afri- agriculture is definitely. Um, yeah for Africa well that's only if we um, utilize it effectively right um, I'll just give an example if we look at lockdown uh, peak lockdown level 5 lockdown of 2020 in South Africa almost every industry was closed almost except one everything was closed except supermarkets supermarkets were still working Yeah, that's just that no matter what happens in the world people will always have to eat <laughs> right Eating is not a want, it's a need. It has to happen, right? So that, that alone just tells you what potential we have um, for agriculture in Africa, right? Um, so the population is expected to reach 9 to, 9 to 10 billion by 2050. So um, ac- according to stats, um, if the food production was to stay the same, only 50% of those people in 2050 would be fed. Right, that means four point five billion people would be starving. Right. So food production has to increase by seventy percent to feed all those people in twenty fifty. And why Africa becomes the shining light is because Africa has sixty percent of the world's edible land. Right. That's just it's it's on us, literally. Right. And for me thing of the the rest of the world knows this. The rest of the world is looking at Africa. We just don't know it, right? So if we as Africans don't take on this opportunity, right, the rest of the world will. And I guess we can't blame them because we're the ones who are sleeping, right? Yeah. So food security, food security is always something that the world is constantly analyzing, right? It's something that is, is so important for everybody. Like I said, eating is not a want, it's a need, right? So when we look at Africa, like, for instance, there was a time where um, oil really boosted in Nigeria. Like, it just took a high, 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 high jump. Oil
0: production. Af-
1: yeah, oil production. Yeah. So then agriculture was completely neglected, right? And the funny part is that 50 per- 54% of Africa's population is in the is in the sector of agriculture. Hmm. But yet we're spending so much money importing food right for me the same way china is currently dominating the manufacturing sector africa can also dominate the world like it stats prove that africa can feed the entire world look in terms of opportunities in terms of investment it's there um the the president of African bank said that by 2030 agriculture will be a trillion dollar business right so It will make money for people. Like he even said that future African billionaires will come from agriculture. But that's not the point that I'm really trying to focus on right now. I'm understanding it in the space of what it can do for Africa. If we are able to feed the whole world, that just puts us in a space where we can have so much economic advantages. But I feel like we don't see that, right? That's why I always call culture a sleeping giant in Africa because we're not yet... Um, effectively going all out in it. And the th- the thing about it is that usually the perception of agriculture is that agriculture is a dirty industry because you're exposed to all the dirt and stuff. Which, I mean, if you're in the primary level, then maybe to a certain degree true. But when I say invest in agriculture, I'm not only talking about the primary level. There's many ways that you could go inside agriculture. For instance, you could become a financial institution for the agricultural space, right? We all know how difficult it is to apply for loans in commercial banks. It's very difficult. Commercial banks will only give out loans to people they trust. So what if I'm a farmer that has all the skills, I have all the knowledge, but I just don't have access to that capital because nobody trusts me because I don't have the necessary experience, right? So you as a financial institution could fill up that gap. You could provide yourself as a financial institution, strictly providing finances to farmers and let them pay you back over time. That's an opportunity. Another opportunity is transportation or logistics. Like I said, most farmers lose up to 50% of their harvests before it reaches the marketplace. 50%. That's a crazy number. So that just shows you if I up that gap and create or innovative trucks that can preserve food, uh, until it reaches the marketplace, that's an opportunity. Yeah. So when I say invest or going into agriculture, it's not always to say you have to be in the primary level where you have to plant the seed and control the harvest. That's not the truth. There's many ways and invest or go inside the space of agriculture because we all we all like like um, the, the examples I mentioned or the stats I mentioned. It's a clear sign that agriculture can. Save Africa and really put Africa on If we are woke, number one And that we use it effectively Do you understand? Like for yeah. example, like, um, I think it's Cote d'Ivoire And some other country, one of their neighboring countries Right, together they produce Cocoa worth Six billion dollars Six billion dollars So when we analyze The chocolate market, the chocolate market Is worth a hundred billion dollars That mm. doesn't make sense if two countries alone can produce cocoa worth $6 billion, but the chocolate market is worth $100 billion, something is wrong. Yeah. So the next goal of the ag- agricultural space is that Africa needs to move from a space of just producing raw materials, but actually producing final products. So for instance, instead of, pr- instead of making tomatoes, why don't we make tomato sauce? Right? <laughs> instead of- yeah. Why don't we produce apple juice? And provide the final product in the market space. Do you get me? Yeah. So again, it comes what I said in the beginning. The difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur. A businessman will buy an apple for one rand and sell it for two rand. But an entrepreneur will buy an apple for one rand and make an apple juice and sell it for 15 rand. <laughs> that's just right. Yeah. So that's the put- agriculture has as a future element for Africa. But again, it comes down to people really switching on especially young people right because it's an it's an industry that a lot of young people run away from it because of how unattractive it is but it's not unattractive and i feel like as the agricultural uh, community people have to make agriculture more attractive to the younger people right like for me i had to find out about agriculture in a more you know deeper level it wasn't attractive from the outside i had to do my own research to actually hmm, wait a minute agriculture is actually crazy right so Agriculture is definitely the future, and I I, I guarantee you, 20, 30 years from now, it will be seen. And it's either that foreign countries will come and dispose this opportunity, or we do it ourselves. Because Mm. one way or another, Africa will be a dominating sector uh, or dominating area for the development of agriculture in the global space. Right, like I said, China is dominating the manufacturing um, industry like crazy. Nobody can touch China right now. Like, literally, I, I heard they became the richest economy. Actually, I think recently, that's because they dominated the manufacturing sector. Right. So imagine we could dominate the food sector. Imagine we were the ones providing food to the whole world. That would yeah. be on another. Like you said earlier, we're importing more food than we're exporting that now comes down to various elements i mean that means we we need to increase our qualities to meet international standards right and we just have to like i know for instance the poultry industry in south africa alone right we import so much chicken. We import chickens, like crazy numbers, right? Because we don't have enough chicken producers in South Africa, right? And it's not because they're not there. It's because no one wants to do them. So if not enough people are producing it here, then th- the country is left with no choice but to import them from another country, right? Yeah, also so- also the
0: efficacy of it, also the efficacy of it, because I saw a study that said, um, it, it looked at America and India, right? So America, for every hundred um Indian cows, right, cows in India. For every 100 cows in India, America only has 10, right? So America has less cows than India, but they produce more beef than India, which goes to show you that it's sometimes it's not about the numbers, right? Sometimes it's also about um, the efficacy. How effective can you, can you make something yeah. out of that chicken, right? So yeah, it yeah. just depends.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, like I said, it's about you know being uh like you know also technology plays a big role um netherlands is the second largest um food Im- uh uh exporting country right so they 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 dominate they like in 2017 they 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 sold food worth like 92 billion alone in one year in one year that is crazy numbers and they did this by investing in innovative technologies mm-hmm. right to produce more outputs using less output, inputs like you said that comes down to technology maybe that the reason to that is because american technology is much more advanced than the indian economy right because you could have all the cows but if you don't have the technology to effectively and e- efficiently um, produce those final products then it's, it comes down to what i said having the raw products doesn't mean we have everything in africa we have tomatoes like crazy like yeah. uh, this the Limpopo province is a small town that the whole world gets its tomatoes from literally a small town in in Limpopo is the highest tomato exporting place in the whole world. So Mm. having the raw material because I mean, if we sell a tomato to, to an American, but they sell it back to us as tomato sauce, who's winning. Right. Yeah. I mean, having the raw materials means nothing. We need to start producing the final products. If we look at like Dangote, He's he went into agriculture too. I mean, he Aliko. he opened up. Aliko, sorry, yeah. Aliko Dangote, yes. yeah,
0: the Nigerian he
1: person of this so much because he made investments in this space as well. He, I mean, he provides sugar, you know, and all these things because agriculture is just that thing for African wow. people. Times as as Africans, we create businesses based off foreign solutions, <laughs> right? So. We look at American problems and try to create businesses here for American problems. That makes no sense. Let Americans solve their own problems. What problems do we have as Africans, right? So it like I said, I mean, I'm, you go to university, everybody wants to create an app, literally everybody, you know what I mean? But what problem are you solving? Are you creating that app based off a foreign problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a business that's going to solve local problems problems that we're facing as Africans, right? And agriculture is just one of those things that can really help
0: Africans grow. Yeah, that's, that's actually true. Yeah. What problem are you solving? Yeah. The bigger the problem, the wealthier you become, but it's, it's not about the wealth, but I mean, yes, that is the, that is the final product. So, like with agriculture you mentioned something important about transportation so someone could say oh man uh, junior what what pr- transportation imagine using trucks and stuff like that because africa if you look at if you look at africa compared to the world right this is something that i just found out a few days ago right um africa's rivers are less navigable than um rivers in In the US, for example, because like rivers are used for transportation, right? So you're obviously transporting agricultural products like chicken and whatever. So if you're going to use trucks, I mean, that's, that's not very, that's not very helpful in a way because it's, um, using trucks is more costly, right? Using trucks, you need petrol, you need a lot of petrol. Whereas if you're using rivers, like it's, it's natural, right? The river just flows. So, um, Africa's rivers, rivers are not navigable because for 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 many reasons africa's what do you call that thing? um I think it's the sea levels the sea levels right so our our plateau is so high, I think it's a thousand feet above sea level while America is like four hundred feet above sea level so it's it's very hard it's very hard um to transport things via rivers in in africa so um, I think there could be some innovation there. Maybe they could do something which will speed up the process of agricultural transportation, because that's exactly what I'm um, going at, agricultural transportation. But um, um, just letting that aside, um, I have a final question for you before we we end this talk, this, this very amazing talk. Um, what do you think about government and business right because the government regulates the business industry and I've been talking about this for a while on my podcast those people who know what what I talk about I I always talk about government and its impact on business what do you think government's impacts are on the business industry do you think regulations is going to help or is it going to make things worse like what do you think because I'm not sure you've you've ever spoken about such things but maybe you could give some insights on that um very very good point actually um you know
1: in terms of regulations uh one thing and is that regulation is always going to be there whether we like it or not i mean um we do need certain standards we need certain laws that are going to conduct our business is done right um but at the same time we need laws regulations and standards that do not only support the government, but also supports businesses, right? Um, and for me, I really think that entrepreneurs or business people are not really supported as much. Personally, that's my personal opinion, yeah. right? Um, I mean, we look at the em- in the employee space. There's so many trade unions that support employees, right? There's there's a lot of trade unions but can you name some associations that specifically specialize in supporting entrepreneurs? It's not really there. You know what I mean? Because trade unions can fight the government and tell them to change certain things and the government ends up changing that. But if we have no association or as a support system for entrepreneurs to raise up their voices in regards to certain things, then we're always going to be under the government's wings, in terms of regulations, we'll never have a voice as entrepreneurs, right? And so that's that's my personal opinion. If if as if, if if as entrepreneurs, we feel like there's certain things that are not being conducted effectively in in support of the entrepreneur. Because for me, the private sector plays a crucial role in developing the economy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, as 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 the private sector, we can't totally depend on the government too right um i feel like specifically with us as young people i feel like we we live in a world that we're 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 full of instant gratification so we want everything to be done for us we want everything to be given to us it doesn't work like that right i believe that as young people as people in the private sector we need to put our own foot on the gas right because the government can only much at the end of the day right um the 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 government can only provide a certain amount of jobs they can only provide um, a certain amount uh, of level in terms of education right but the private sector plays a role you know what i mean like i said the private sector plays a crucial role in starting businesses i mean we're all crying south africa has got the highest unemployment rate with 34 percent right but we can't entirely look at the government and tell them that they're the problem. I mean, where these jobs supposed to come from, yeah. right? To open for uh, employees to get jobs. I mean, if you open up a business now, in the next two years, you're most likely to employ ten to fifteen people on average, right? That's fifteen people employed, right? So we need to stop looking at the government and always fighting them. Yes, I mean, in the in the system we live in in South Africa, I mean probably going to get some offense for this, but we know our government is not the strongest in terms (laughs) of conduct, in terms of their values and stuff. But that's just a sign. How long are we going to always cry at the government in terms of the private sector, right? Of course, there's certain things that it's totally on the government. But for me, when it comes to the economy, the private sector plays a crucial role in terms of starting businesses that um, will create, economic opportunities for people, right? Like like I yeah. said, not start businesses like out of nowhere. The private sector plays. And for me, that's that's where, where the government comes to that is they find ways to support entrepreneurs, support small businesses. Because I mean it's so easy to shut down a small business. I mean if a business if, if you right now start a business and it fails, you get a bit a bad credit score. You're not allowed to go applying for a loan for five years. Yeah, that is crazy that for me that's not realistic like you've just you've just shut down someone with potential someone with an idea to create a business that would employ those people so if you're always shutting down business people where are these jobs supposed to come from right where these economic opportunities supposed to come from if you're always closing down people we all know you you said you you had a business that failed we understand that failure is part of the journey yeah right so if you shut down an entrepreneur who fails at their first attempt, then where are we going to get these people that are actually going to create effective economic opportunities? I want to a stat that in the United States, the private sector alone in 40 years made a contribution so much that that America be, like held, I think, 30 to 40 percent of the world's wealth just because of the private sector. Yeah. That just shows you power of businesses we i mean as africans we look at so many problems that we're facing but for me business entrepreneurship is one of the things that we need to highly highly invest in to build an africa an economy a nation that is going to benefit people right and it's sad for me personally that we are under a system under government that does not value that right Mm not speak on corruption. We That just says everything for itself, right? But again, so are we always going to be under the wings of the government? We can take our own steps and put our own foot on the gas and create opportunities for ourselves, especially as, as young people. You know, from my thing about young people is that we may be citizens as, as for now, but in the future, we will be the leaders, right? So it begins now with us really, that's why the, the voting stats for young people is so low. Because young people feel like they're not part of the system. They feel like they're in the system, but not part of it in terms of they don't have a voice. Yeah. right? So in terms of regulations, I am for regulations. I am for laws. They need to be there to to develop a conduct that every business can work with. But at the same time, those laws, those, um, those um, regulations can't be... To the expense of the entrepreneur It can't be to the, the destruction of the entrepreneur They need to be conducted in such a way That entrepreneurs are supported Like I said, there's so many associations That support employees But we don't have associations That, uh, that support um, businesses And entrepreneurs as people You know what I mean So regulation is always going to be there for me But it's just a matter of If the government feels like We're not raising our voices Then they'll continue to do yeah. as they do As they please Right. So that's 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 my take on regulations and the government. For me personally, I, I, I don't look at the government that much. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't try, um, uh, you know, analyze on what they can give or what they can do for us. Right. Especially what the government is under in South Africa. So for me, that's not something I critically think about. I fully, fully believe and think that as people. As, as, as the private sector, we need to put our own foot in the gas. The people are already doing that. So this is just my message to young people that let us, let's hold hands and let's fight for the same thing in terms of creating opportunities for ourselves. Let's work together. Let's move away from this um, um, syndrome of always wanting to receive, 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 receive and just sitting back, right? These jobs won't come out of the blue. We have to create them ourselves, right? So in terms of government, I'm not the biggest government speaking guy. That's why you'll see on oh my content really um, reflect on government decisions, stuff like that. Yes, I'm super, super aware of it because we don't have a choice because most of the things we do are in some way uh, conducted and 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 led by what government decides. So as entrepreneurs, as business, as people participating in the economy, we have to be conscious of the government. But in my personal opinion, I just feel like I, I try to move away from – what can the government do? What can the government do this and do that and do this? You know what I mean? So that would, that would turn me into a politician, and that's a space I don't want to be <laughs> in at all. I mean, so yeah, that's that's my
0: space in in terms of government and relations. Yeah man that that was a decent answer it was it was an excellent answer i think no one could have said it better than you that was so intelligent um i i have no i have no objections i mean but i would argue that government impedes economic growth because businesses i think businesses and government go uh, at odds all the time because the government is trying to clamp down on businessmen because apparently employees have to be whatever whatever and so the government is always at odds with the businessmen but that's 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 my opinion, but I don't want to get into that. But yeah, man, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Do you do you have any last words? Is is there any place my listeners can find you? Um, um, Instagram, email. Yeah. Where can they find you? Any last words? Uh,
1: okay, thank you so much. Um, like you can, I'm available on all social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Also on YouTube just simply my name at junior nyabanga j-u-n-i-o-r-n-y-a-b-a-n-g-a so you can find me anywhere my email is also junior nyabanga at icloud.com uh for those who may be interested i've got a masterclass coming up on the 4th of december which is next week on um personal branding which is something to be very um exciting and people are looking forward to it um so that's coming up that's the biggest thing for me that's coming up in the next few weeks um and yeah, that's just that about it. If you want to get in contact with me, you can just email me, send me a direct message on Instagram. And just my final message to young people, to the people who may be listening to um, this podcast or this episode, just um, just keep on grinding. Let's keep on pushing. Let's keep on fighting for what we believe in. Keep on fighting for... Um, uh, establishing things for ourselves You know what I mean And again, let's build for philosophy Let's build to change the world Let's build to um, make an economy That is going to be beneficial for everybody Just to close off I once saw something that said um, Poor people think about money Rich people think about things But the wealthy think about ideas So mm. let's be a community of ideas people right? So that we're all able to benefit growing to help each other but besides that thank you so much for having me as a guest i'm truly truly humbled and i had an incredible incredible conversation with you
0: man it was an honor it wasn't on i learned so many things um, on this episode honestly speaking i never thought i'd learn so much stuff in one i think it's 50 minutes right we've been talking for 50 minutes and and i learned so much in 50 minutes i'm uh, 50 minutes rather so thank you man thank you for ch- joining us on the wild show and i will leave i will leave your your details in the description so that my listeners can reach you and maybe talk to you or something because my listeners like things so <laughs> but no offense guys um thank you for tuning with tuning in with us guys and we will see you on the next episode thank you so much god bless